Did you listen to my my voice memo this morning? I did. While I was driving over here. What did? You, what about the the ending where I kept coughing? Yeah, and then I that was, was it. No, <laughs> guys, she wait. Let me sends, play it. Let she sends a it. voice message. I'm I'm not even gonna say anything. Can you like skip to the? <laughs> yeah, end? I'm gonna go to the end. She's like telling me about like her whatever, and so then it, she starts coughing, <laughs> and then it just cuts off. And she doesn't say bye. She doesn't like, like text back saying sorry or anything. It's just so I weird. I thought I finished my statement and you didn't respond. Hi, <laughs> oh, God, it's so annoying. Wow, I feel like that could be so funny and like for socials and stuff. So, <laughs> sorry, just want to throw that out there. Before I forget. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the- that oh was my God. it. Well, because I couldn't stop coughing. That so was, I was it. Like, it was I gotta, I gotta so finish. funny. <laughs> I was just like, this girl. Well, didn't it welcome you to this morning? It did welcome me to this morning. It was yeah. also, um, what's funny is when you were like, hi, good morning. It like played through my car and I was at the time like listening to a podcast and I was listening she I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast this morning oh uh-huh. and um you know how she talks kind of kind of quiet and monotone yeah. so I had it blasting did I and then I, I played your voice message and it oh gosh freaking blew me away I blew the top off my car so <laughs> I was sorry. like ah <laughs> who needs caffeine immediately Just get yourself like lowered the volume a loud was, friend like, re re <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice. That's Taryn. Yep. That's Ashley. Sorry. <laughs> I always try to switch it up in between like, I'm Ashley. Yeah. And then it's letting always... you say your name. I always try to throw her off. But... It, you do throw me off. That's why I'm. there'll be like a gap. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, shoot. Wait, what am I doing I'm always today? like, do, is she going to pay attention? Is she going to the right pay one? attention? That's the question on everyone's mind. <sighs> Anyone who interacts with me. But um, oh, my gosh. So. So, last episode, yes, we talked about. Um, I shared a theory of mine about like dating apps and yes. how it's like affecting men, mm-hmm. right? You did. So I posted a reel about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I pissed the male species off. Oh, probably. Apparently, yeah. Well, you but did single out just the males. Well, but it's so funny because like it just shows. I think. I think people in general have lost the ability to like listen to a whole thing and then respond, Mm -hmm. which we all do, right? Like someone's talking to you, they say something that pisses you off and you like stop there. Like you don't listen to everything. You like zone in on what they said. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Cause I, so I, I went and I was like looking through comments. First of all, men never comment on my stuff (laughs) ever. Um, and so I, there was like all these comments from men that were so rude and like, just like volatile for no reason. Well, like what? Well, and let me, my theory, I'll go on to that. But so I'm like looking. And so I listened back because I'm never one. Like if I accidentally post something that offends someone, like yeah. I will say, sorry, I'll take it down. Like whatever. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm listening to it back and it's funny cause I say in the beginning, I think it's affected everyone, but I think men a little more. And then all I'm saying, and what I'm saying is 
the reason I think men are sometimes like that is because of this new thing. So it's not like I'm saying men at their core, like blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying like I think dating apps have affected men. Yeah. And then at the end, I even like specifically am talking to this one person and we're saying not everyone's like that, but you got to keep going until you find a great guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because all of the men that commented something like mean when I went to their profile, they were terrifying. And the ones that responded were like, well, you're only talking about attractive men that blah, blah, blah. Like for us, we can't even get anyone to respond. Like whatever. (laughs) Which it's so funny because like. I think people, I remember like so many people have told me with social media, like, hate is good. Like, you know, you're doing good if you like start getting hate comments. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, no, this is like my thing. And like when you're when you're putting pointless stuff, like you're not trying to have a conversation. You're just saying like this one guy was like, oh, obviously you just can't compete like you're a lesbian or something. I was like, what is first of all, what does that mean? And if you're meaning that as an insult, like. That's not an insult. Oh, yeah. Like I just was like, what? So, and I went to his page and he actually terrified me. So I just, I literally was like, okay, delete, block, delete, I gonna, block. I was literally going to say like the only people that would take anything like that personally are probably the people who do that or probably the people who. Don't get anyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you need to worry about those types of people oh, no, no. commenting. It on was your just stuff. so funny because it was so the the tone was so violent. Yeah. yeah. And I was just Some like pent up anger. Yeah. It was just so funny to me because I was like, I'm not even saying anything that crazy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that wild. No. And like some like one guy was like, this is like the most inaccurate representation of what it's like for a male or whatever. Mm. So I like responded because I'm like, yeah. okay, like let's There's talk about it. There's a conversation. It. Yeah, yeah. Would love to have a conversation. But if you're going to like attack me and like say like all this like nasty stuff about women, like mm-hmm. I don't have time for that, you know? And like we obviously women do that too with the dating apps, like struggle with the same thing. Fully. We were just cr- at the moment talking about Yeah, men. women are the worst. Like, oh, you're, you're only <laughs> six yeah. foot. Sorry, I want six too. Oh, you're yeah. this. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I want this. Yeah, we all have so, our things. Yeah, we do. But it was just so funny because I... I don't think I've ever really posted something in my entire life that made people mad. Yeah. So it was like a really weird experience for me. Yeah. I was just like, what do I do with this? Like, I want to laugh, but should I be mad? Yeah. But also I'm scared. What if they kill me? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. like but where also, my mind went. <laughs> let's not scare the bear. Yeah. What's it? Poke the bear. Poke the bear. Same thing. Poke the bear. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, so anyways, that's that's my update. Oh, fascinating. I offended men. <laughs> so sorry, male race. <laughs> my bad. My B-dog. <laughs> B-dog. <laughs> oh, man. Have you been watching Shrinking? Yes. Oh, my God. The One of the neighbors, um, I'm blanking on the character's name, the female therapist. Oh. What is her um, name? Neighbor. Yeah, yeah. But what's the female therapist's name? Um, crap, I don't remember. Uh, I can't remember. My brain's blanking right now, but I was dying. I was watching uh, the latest episode last night, and the neighbor and her like gave each other nicknames, and she called him like D something, because I think his name's like Daniel or David. Yeah. And he called her G-Spot. 
that was, and it I was did see so, that part. Like, yeah, it was so funny, and he kept saying it like throughout the episode, like only like two or three times, but each time it got funnier and funnier. I'm dead. Oh, Gabby, 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 and yeah. then um, he'd be like, "Sure thing, G spot." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dead. Oh, are you talking about the husband, Derek? Yes, Derek. Yes, Derek and Gabby. Uh, the I I want to say, and I'm gonna say this now. Um, I think Derek is so funny. So, I think so, he's so underrated. You have to pay attention. Yes. I think he's just like Winston and New Girl. And I, I'm hoping that the longer the show goes on, the more we see yeah. of Derek. And no, I wouldn't mind if he had his own funny. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the you know stuff my he favorite? would say is so awkward. Yeah. That it takes a second for you to realize how funny it is. But also, like, I feel like I love him and I relate to him in... Um, how he's just totally willing to go with whatever vibe there is. Yeah. So at first when he, there's like a neighbor um, who's just like totally being like a, a racist Karen in uh-huh. this one episode. Yeah. And so he drives up and he's like, hey, I don't remember what her name is. Like, yeah. say it was Karen. Like, oh, hey, Karen. I think it was Karen. Well, I think they just call her Karen. Oh, they, oh, okay. But I don't yeah, know what yeah. her actual name yeah, yeah. is. Um, so he's like, oh, good morning, Karen. He waves. Yeah. And then the wife is like, no, we hate her. And then he's like, okay, like F off, Karen. And he yeah. like drives, <laughs> and away. drives away. He's so funny. Anyways, so uh, that's good. all I wanted to say. No, he's that's like, a great show. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. And then you'll good. know, you'll know the character we're talking about. Yeah, no, that show is freaking gold. Um, I spent most of the more, uh, most of the weekend with my boyfriend and we had a very interesting conversation. Ooh, bring it on. Yes. We were talking about boob jobs. Because okay. there's a, I feel like there's a lot of girls on socials right now, at least on TikTok, that are like uh, showing their experience of getting a boob job, like recently, like within the last like two months. Really, there's been I have not a gotten a lot on that side. Okay, well, I think there's at least four people that I follow okay. that have just now gotten a boob job and are talking about like and the process it. Which and documenting is it. So crazy cuz I feel like when we were younger and like I had a lot of friends that got it when we were younger uh-huh. but it was like before social media really. Yeah. And so like they tried to They would it. just like tell you a little bit about their experience but like yeah. now it's like you can literally like you feel like you're in the surgery room Oh my room god. With that. 100%. Yeah, and crazy. um they've been like obvi- very obviously very open about it and I have had a ton of friends um that have gotten boob jobs and a couple of friends recently that got them and I was just like talking about him with Jackson and he was like um I wonder like we were just talking about like why girls do that slash want to do that and where I kind of ended up or where we both kind of agreed was that like women's bodies are so sexualized Mm -hmm. and so much of us is perceived through just like our physical appearance absolutely and our femininity very much depends on curves. And yeah. if you don't have those curves, I think it's a huge insecurity of like, I'm not woman enough or mm-hmm. I'm not um, feminine enough or I'm not going to be a good mom. Like I don't have like, you know, like yeah. all the stereotypical extreme female characteristics. Yeah. Um, and we were like, what would that be for guys? Like, what's that thing? Like if guys could pay to have something done, what hair. would it be? We landed on height. <laughs> But also hair. Hair was like our our part oh. two, and because apparently you can't. So here's what I learned. I know you can like stretch or like do random stuff like that. Here is what I've learned. Oh god, you can add height to your legs. It is an extremely invasive surgery oh. where they break your leg. Oh, and insert like it's not much height, but it's like an inch or two. 
um, like a plate. And For it an goes, inch or two? Yeah, it goes in your calf. Oh, absolutely not. And it's extremely invasive and ridiculous, but it could take someone from 5'11 to 6. And if it's a huge insecurity, guys See. could technically do that. Because at first That's we true. were like, ooh, hair, because we assumed you couldn't grow well, <laughs> like that. Yeah, because I, I said hair because hair is the one like I know you physically can do. Yes. I didn't know that people actually Me freaking. neither. And that's what I learned this weekend, which is so fascinating. So Oof. like, obviously, like Taryn said earlier, we were talking about like girls suck because we'll be like, no, I want a guy over six foot. Yeah, yeah. Because that honestly. is totally like guys masculinity is totally tied to their height. A lot, yeah. So socially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like would say. it is like our, our females are tied to like our bodies, and men's tied to height. And it's so fascinating now that you can have that surgery done. Isn't that That's weird? Nuts. Is that like, like you can just go in and do it, or it's like only certain doctors will do I'm it? I'm sure kind it's of thing? only. Cer- I mean, I listen. I didn't research listen. this fully. <laughs> don't Factor quote me. Don't Ash. quote me. I know the surgery is a thing. I don't know how often it happens or what circumstances have to happen yeah. for you to have the surgery, but it is a thing. And it's just a, you know, fun fact that I learned this week. Wow, dude. You know what? Um, God, again, I hate myself right now. Uh, the last, the season I just finished of Love Island. Um, <laughs> Wait. Shut up. I saw your story. So how many seasons have you watched in this last month? I watched... Season five, season eight, season three. I think that's it. So three seasons in a month. Yeah. How many episodes per season? They range around 50. How many minutes per episode? About an hour. So where are we at? So like like 150-ish <laughs> from March 1st to March 27th. It's not even a full month. Nope. <laughs> I, Ashley, <laughs> I know. No, this is the intervention. You said you needed help on your I, story. No, you know what? This is what I'm yesterday, doing. Yesterday, I like sat with myself and I was like, because I finished the season. Thank God I finished by midnight. Wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, okay, Taryn, here's the thing. I can't trust you because every time you're like, I'm just going to watch one episode and you don't. So I decided I'm going to try really hard not to start another season for a while. Treat yourself to the next season because of something you did or time. Or, (laughs) and I can't on the weekdays. (laughs) And if I do, if I have a day where I'm like home all day and I want to binge. Sure. Perfect. If not, I can't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not allowed. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. 
and they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction. Much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. We are recording a little earlier than we normally do today, and Taryn walks in and goes, are you okay? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Wait, I didn't even say what I, what I was talking about with Love Island. Oh. <laughs> but don't forget, I won't forget that. We're going to talk about okay, okay. I've got it. You've got it. Okay. okay. But what I was saying, because it was re- in regards to height. So in season three, there's this guy, Kem. Uh-huh. Honest to God, one of my favorite people I've ever seen, like yeah. on a reality show. Yeah. And he's like this short, he's a shorter, right? Uh-huh. But I think there's like something, something about him. It was so attractive the way he like, he would like make jokes about him being short or like he'd, he'd be like, yeah, this like one scene, they all got like custom suits mm-hmm. and, um, he like tries on his thing and it's like down to his knees and like the arms are long. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's so weird. Cause like I told him like a suit for someone who's 5'10 and like I am 5'10, but he's not, he's <laughs> yeah. like 5'6. Yeah. So it's like so funny because the way he'd do it or like he'd stand up to like the tall guys that were like literally like towering over him and he'd yeah. just be like, what? Like yeah. it just, there was something so attractive about the way like, he knows there's a stereotype yeah. and people make fun of it. And he knows he wishes he was taller, but he like jokes about it, but not like self-deprecating, just like yeah. having fun with himself. But anyway, so I was like, that's, I feel like shorter guys are like, it's all about just like, like with anything, it's all about just confidence and not feeling like you have to be apologetic about it. Yeah. Because if you keep whining about like, oh, I'm shorter than you, I'm shorter than you. Like that's, that's annoying. Like, that is, yes. 100%. As a woman, like embrace it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. Like uh, Joe Jonas and his wife. Yeah. I love that she still wears her giant heels and yeah. on the red carpet, like there's never a moment where he looks awkward or uncomfortable or you can see her trying like to like lower down. 90% of the time it looks like he's just like gawking at her. Which yeah, I love. he's like slouching. He doesn't care. Like yeah. that is hot. Like yeah. it's the confidence. Yes. The confidence. The confidence. Don't come at me, men. <laughs> trying to help. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Ashley walks in. I asked her, are you okay? Yeah. Go. She asked me if I'm okay. And I was like, yeah. 
and we're talking about like some stuff coming up and then she goes so like how are you doing and I was like I'm great (laughs) how are you doing fine and she's like she's like good good and I was like am I being rude (laughs) she goes no 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 and I go okay well then why are you asking what's going on Um, and she's she's like, well, you you seem very disconnected. And um, I was like, well, I am really tired. She goes, cool. Like, that's that's probably that's got to yeah. be what it is. And it was just so funny to me <laughs> because I'm so tired. <laughs> I so my Shih Tzu, my dog, Chloe, oh, Chloe, had to have surgery. I'm watching her this weekend because Alicia was in Vegas all weekend and she had a horrible stitch job. Oh, it was they like had the worst I've to ever remove seen. something from like a lump from her side. So they stitch her up, and my sister is taking care of her that day. I pick her up, and it's the worst stitching job I've ever seen. And I'm like, that doesn't. Let look me describe secure. it. Let yeah. me describe it because I don't. All of you are like, oh, worst stitching job. No, no. Okay, imagine if you took, like, it probably was like the. It's I don't know if this is the right diameter. Yeah. Of maybe like a dime or I a penny. I was going to say dime, yeah. Um, so imagine there's like a circle's worth of like skin scooped out, right? So it's like a, a significant amount. Of wound. They took one each side across from each other, pulled it together, and put like one stitch in the middle. Yeah. So like if you take a circle and you smash it like that, it literally looks like an infinity sign. Yeah. Her skin was two, folded. The two sides were just literally her skin just like open. Yeah. And it was just pulled together and like bulging out of this like one stitch holding it together in the middle. It was yeah. the worst thing I've Which, ever seen. The second you see it, I, I was like, did they give us something to clean this? And she goes, no. My sister says no. No, it looked and I was like, so terrible. is she going to have an infection? Because her skin is showing. Open. Like the inside of her skin open. is showing. <laughs> so I'm trying to be like extra delicate with her. I show Taryn. She's, she's having like a hard day. And then two days go by and I'm like, I put her in bed with me and I go hop in the shower. She's fine. Her stitch is there. I hop in the shower. I come out and there's like blood on her fur. And I, I'm like, Shit. yeah. And then I look, her stitch had popped open and it was bleeding. <laughs> and I was just like, come on. So I take her to this 24 hour This vet. was like late too at night. Yeah. It was like, yeah. uh, it was probably like 1130, I yeah. think. Um, so I end up taking her to this 24 hour vet. They give, they restitch her up and they're like, yeah, we're a little concerned about infection. And I was like, well, yeah, Naturally because so. her skin was showing. <laughs> the inside of your body is not meant to be open and exposed. It was this whole world. thing. So they had to like flush out her wound, re-sedate her and re-stitch her. And this time it's they so gave her sad. three stitches and the stitches are so much better yeah. than they were before. And I told the doctor, I was like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't. I think they did a horrible job with the last stitching. And he was like, okay, well, sometimes the dogs, you know, move just right. And I was like, no. Did you show him the picture? I didn't. I didn't show him. But I was like, trust me, it was bad. So um, anyways, all that to say, I think we're finding a new vet. Yeah, that (laughs) was was, ridiculous. It was so bad. I have before and after pictures and they're crazy. Because you would expect like the emergency vet almost to do a sloppier job because they're just like rushing triage, like treating animals like quick, whatever. But like for her regular doctor to do that, regular scheduled vet. No, it it made because anytime I look at like a wound that freaks me out, my butt tingles. (laughs) Taryn, we've talked about this. I I have weird (laughs) physical responses 
to but it's always with your butt no that's just that's Mm. that is just for wounds or like gross things it makes or if someone's talking about like a bad injury it feels like my butt like falls asleep (sighs) it just starts like tingling my god and it made my butt tingle for (laughs) sure it was gross oh my god anyways anyways uh let's go ahead and (laughs) you know what let's go ahead and get into the to the episode shall we yeah let's do it uh, let's do a tearing it up. You guys already know this is the funny segment where you guys send in funny stories. This one is titled, I swear I locked the bathroom door. Oh, God. Hey, Taryn and Ash. Okay, I'm finally doing it. My name is Hannah, and I've been listening to the pod for a little over a year now. Every time you read a tearing it up, I can't help but think of this story. It's my most embarrassing moment, but I find it absolutely hilarious. So here we go. Dot, dot, dot. Wow props for sending it in yeah for context i'm from rancho cucamonga over in the ie hey and i went to college in riverside my girl we're the same person our side one day during my sophomore year i decided to study at a coffee shop before heading to orange county for a hair appointment ashley if you've been to augie's in downtown riverside that's the one i know the exact i used to work there too study there too (laughs) i was like what i didn't hear about that (laughs) yeah um augie's is good she writes i got there a few hours before i had to leave so i was planning on being there for a while about an hour or so before i had to leave i had to use the restroom it was a gender neutral restroom so it was just a single person bathroom it's important to note that the door of the restroom looked directly at the register and the toilet was on the far wall facing the door wait so if you were to open the door, the to- the toilet is facing the door, which is facing the register. Got it. Which is, I feel like most bathrooms like that, usually like the toilet's a little off. Like yeah, it's not like, like, it's like in the directly corner facing. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've never thought about. I wonder if they do that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And she, she, again, reiterates, all you need to know is that from the toilet, you had a direct view of the register if the door was open. <laughs> Anyways, I walked into the restroom and locked the door. She adds in parentheses, or so I thought. Oh, God. I was just chilling on the toilet, doing my business, and all of a sudden, the door opens. But the person who opened the door was looking behind them and talking to someone. (laughs) So there I was, sitting on the toilet with the door wide open for everyone to see. Oh, because they didn't even, like, see someone was in there. They're just, like, They didn't notice. They're they're chatting. Taking their sweet time. And remember, from where I am on the toilet, I have a full shot of the register. Uh Uh-oh. So as the door is open and the person who's opening it is completely oblivious, and before I'm able to get any words out, I make eye contact with the barista at the register (gasps) who is in complete shock. (laughs) That's my worst nightmare. I think I would have just smiled and waved. I, I, I mean, you have to. There's literally, I would have been like, hello, hi, 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 can you, ca- hi, hello, something like that. I mean, luckily as a, I mean, unless you're just sitting like spread eagle, like. Right. Usually it's pretty easy to be like, all anyone could see is like yeah. the same stuff you would see if you're you wearing really like a short skirt. really quickly put your knees down. together yeah. and yeah. Unless you're in a bodysuit. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Just that is full blown naked. Going to the bathroom in a bodysuit is the most vulnerable thing. Oh, it's terrible. The most vulnerable thing. It's I had. Terrible. Sorry, I'm going to segue because it's too good of a story. One of my really good friends was in Africa with me a month ago. And we're on safari, right? Mm-hmm. She has to go to the bathroom so bad. Like, 
not number one, number two, because mm-hmm. we're all, it's going through all of us, right? She's in a full onesie, like one of those like jumper workout fits, yeah. you know, and has to go to the bathroom in like the bush. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so, so fu- she's fully like boobs out, yeah. like literally nothing. And she's leaning against this tree and we have photos of it. And it's the funniest huh. thing to have ever happened. And it's I I feel like it, there's no difference in vulnerability whether you're in the bush going to the bathroom or in a stall oh, no, going to the bathroom. Like you're just fully exposed. Well, can we talk about I swear every time I'm in a public bathroom and there's like people walking around, I make eye contact through the crack with someone. Yeah. Like why do people look in? Another question. Why do the states have cracks in the bathroom big enough that you can yeah because if you travel to other countries a lot of them don't like it's fully it's fully sealed so why like have maybe a gap at the bottom so you could look under and see if there's yeah 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 but there's so many times where i'm sitting there and i'm just like have a gap cool hi like can i help you yeah i i understand if you're sitting and going to the bathroom and you're facing the door of the stall. I understand you looking out the oh, crack. Oh yeah, that's completely different. If you're walking past the stall and you're peeking through the crack, mind it's your weird. business. Mind your business. But I'm like, women, what are you doing? Yeah, and if you're trying to see if someone's there, there's a rule. You look for the feet. You yeah, like kind of. I don't over look, look at. The, I don't feet. really look. I'm a pusher. I just yeah, like just push tap. the stall yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but don't but, make eye contact yeah. through the crack. That's rude. That's rude. You learned anything today? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, the barista is currently in complete shock since she's looking at her on the toilet. Well, at least it was a girl. Uh, Silver lining. Uh, oh. Actually, she did not specify. Specify. Oh, okay. Never mind. So she just said barista. Let's hope it's a girl. Yeah. Eventually, I'm able to say something and the person sees me, apologizes, and closes the door. As soon as they close the door, I just burst out into laughter. <laughs> From there, I had two choices. I could leave immediately in embarrassment or I could act like nothing happened because I didn't want to go back to my dorm before my hair appointment. I just ended up walking out with my head tall and read my book until it was time to go. Good. (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed the story and had a good laugh. Love ya, Hannah. (laughs) Incredible. That is seriously is, is one of my sister's worst fears is being walked in. While going to the bathroom. Really? Walked in on while going to the bathroom. 90% of the time while we were growing up, even when we were significantly older, she'd make me go like stand by. If it was one of those like family bathrooms or gender neutral bathrooms, she would make me or not even necessarily like gender specific. But if it was a public restroom that opened up to the public instead of like having to go down a hall or having to go, you know, if it was one of those doors that didn't that was like. Just the toilet, not stalls. Yeah. I had to stand in front of yeah. it for her, which is so funny. <laughs> I don't, I mean, obviously it's awkward anytime it happens. Where I freak out a little bit is if I'm like at church, Ash, you know, backstage, there's like the single bathrooms. Hate it. I always go I, into the foyer. I check that it's locked like 50 times because I'm like, my nightmare is like the pastor walking in on yeah. me or something. Yeah. Like that's awkward. Yeah. And the toilet's like to the side. So you would see like my whole leg, yeah. like my and whole cheek, cheek like yeah. side profile. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. I had a whole conversation with uh, one of our friends at church about that, about how I, I, hardly ever use those restrooms i'll just go in the i'll wait and i'll go in the front she's like i just go in my pants because it freaks me out yeah freaks me out well you've walked in on people before Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Tea. Tea times. Good times, guys. And what have we learned? You just laugh it off. Yeah. Something embarrassing happens, head, laugh it your off. Head high. And also, like, if you make jokes about it yourself, mm-hmm. it just, like, takes the pressure. Like, yeah. I would have walked out and walked up to the barista and been like, wow, we just got real close, didn't we? Yeah. And then you, like, laugh, move on. You know? Or, or could have been like, well, that was embarrassing. I don't really know how to recover. Can I get a free coffee? <laughs> to ease my pain. I'm done you would not say that no i wouldn't you wouldn't i would i would you left. would leave i would yeah left. yeah i was gonna say i couldn't i don't think i could have sat there you would leave for sure so very proud of you hannah amazing well let's get in to i'm having one of those um deja vu twilight zone recording sessions where i'm like what have we done how long have we been here mm. like for what a second i was it? like did i already read a story are we on earth you know who knows My story is titled, Why Can't I Get Over My Ex? So many things. Can I get an amen Mm. from everyone? Um, Okay. Hi, ladies. I would like to stay anonymous, but you can call me Faye. I got to start off by saying I love the pod. My mom actually complimented me the other day on how I handled a conversation with my dad. He is an... Enneagram 8 and not a healthy one, LOL. And it is all thanks to you two. Oh, I, you're welcome. I love that. Yeah. Just changing lives over changing here. Lives. No big deal. Changing lives. Okay. You have helped me understand how to calmly talk with other people and express my emotions while also being respectful of the other person and understanding their side. Wow. I honestly, I think if I... If I was asked to give like a TED talk, one of the things I would feel confident in talking about is communication styles. Mm. I think I'm really good at that. Like I have a really good understanding of how to like pick up on how different people communicate and how mm-hmm. to shift how I approach to those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, obviously I can't give a TED talk Maybe because I can't TED talk. speak English. But <laughs> anyways, um, I love communication and I think – I think a lot of people don't really focus on getting to know A, their communication style, and mm-hmm. B, how to pick up and learn about different types of communication. Specifically the people in your close circle. Yes. Like, why wouldn't you study your partner's communication style? Absolutely. It's only like, going to make life easier. I think about the way um, the way I have always like approached things with like friends before I met you. Like, we would have not gotten as close as we are now if I would have, like, not changed anything. Right. Because I've always been very, like, blunt. I've always been very, like, you say what you think in the moment. Mm -hmm. And really quickly I learned that that's not your style. And I shifted to be like, okay, if I do have something I want to talk about, like, I need to do it in a different way. Yes. That makes her not clam up but, like, feel comfortable. Yes. And that's just, like, basic 101. But, like, if I wouldn't have done that, where would we be? I'd we be would not be friends. You guys would not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Yeah. So it's just so valuable. Anyways, wow, tangent. Okay. All right, let's get into the story. A little bit of background. I'm 24, 24 years old, um, an Enneagram 7 wing 6. 
I graduated college in 2021, and with that, my three-year college sweetheart ended our relationship. Three years. Yeah. Makes my stomach hurt. We had a great relationship. Both loved each other very much, and everyone around us could tell. When I told my roommates, my best friend, and my family, they all cried. His mom even reached out and said she was heartbroken. They loved us together. Everyone did. Throughout our three-year relationship, we only had one major fight that I can think of and some disagreements here and there. When we broke things off, he said the famous line. It's not you, it's me? Yep. It's not you, it's me. Be original. Which, she said, which, yuck, in all caps. (laughs) Yuck. I'm going to start saying yuck again. Um, He was going through some really hard times and had no idea what to do with his life. He said he needed to be alone to, quote, unquote, find himself and grow as a person. Well, that is kind of a, it's not you, it's me. That is, if it's, if it's. If that's the situation he's going through, then it sounds like. Which, it sucks because I do think. It's not you, it's me is a a very common and valid reason people break up. Yeah. But unfortunately. People have abused it. It's been abused. It's been used way too much. And there's usually not like an explanation that follows. And that's what's needed. So instead of saying it's not you, it's me, I would say, hey, like I am just like going through stuff. This is what I'm going through. But like you're amazing. And I know like you would be great. But like I can't get past myself to like be in a healthy relationship. Like, yeah. you don't have to say the words, it's not you, it's me. 100%. Just saying. He also said that it that I was, see, in this, he's, he's digging a hole here. I was, quote unquote, his person and that we were meant to be together mm. and believed we would find each other in the future. You can't, you can't say that as you're breaking, as you're ending it with someone. Yep. You can't. You can't give them hope while you're breaking their heart. That just makes everything so much worse. It makes life way more complicated, miserable. And you're I breaking can their speak. heart and ending things while giving them hope that you might get back together in the future. Yeah, I I well, know you're speak not. From firsthand experience, my exact quote was, "I still want to marry you. I just need to figure some things out." See, in my head, anyone who chooses to break up with someone. And then gives them hope like that is just a coward because they don't know how to end it and just be honest about ending it. Yeah. And they're saying they're going through something, but there's still hope. I might want to date you in the future. I still want to marry you. No, you don't. Then you wouldn't be ending it. No. Yeah. And what you do to that person is the cruelest thing ever because you stunt closure. Yeah. Like a person cannot get closure if they're still thinking but it could work out. Yeah. And those those couple months right after my breakup where I was in that place, I still was like trying to better myself to be a good wife for yeah. this person. Yeah. And it was like once I finally was able to like have that like no I'm done and I like shut it off for myself then the healing started. But all during the middle time, I cried all the time. I still was like seeking interaction and any signs that like, okay, are things better now? Like, have you figured it out now? Because I was just like wanting to get back to like being with him, you know? Yeah. It's so sad. Six months later, he quote unquote, accidentally shared a photo album with me at 3 a.m. of him with his arm around a girl at a light festival. Yuck. 
yuck. I replied with a cool. And he apologized and said that he obviously was technologically challenged. To this day, I'm not sure if he was drunk and accidentally sent it to me or if he purposefully sent it to me. Do you and this girl have similar names? True. I when feel was, like that's the answer. Unless you had just been texting him, so like your text would have would been be at, at the, the top, top, or this girl has a very similar name. Like, unless you're also named Ashley, why am I in this? Because you know how like you'll go to share something and the suggestions will pop up? So unless like off first glance it was similar or if he mm-hmm. just literally wasn't paying attention and just hit a circle that wasn't. Yeah. But still. I don't I don't think it was uh, an accident. I, don't know. I, don't I feel like it. stuff like that. That's sharing an sharing an album. Sharing well, an also, album yeah, is a process. You... It's not a quick text where you like accidentally send someone That's true. I you know, know, like it's sharing's a way more it's a bigger thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I think it was intentional. Trash. I ain't going to disagree. Okay. In 2021, in August, I started a stem cell internship at Stanford University. I had to move to a new city where I knew no one and was living alone and was fresh out of a breakup. It was hard. There were a lot of tears involved. Luckily, I made some really good friends that year that I will have for the rest of my life. In February 2022, I published my first paper talking about long-term COVID. When the internship ended in July 2022, I went traveling with my two best guy friends that I made during the internship. The three of us traveled for a month in Latin and South America. One was starting a graduate program, so he had to go back, but me and my other friend traveled the world for four months. In five months, we hit 13 countries. Oh my God, my dream. Can I be you? (sighs) I am now home and studying to take the MCAT in May, then applying to medical school starting in June. I just found out that my second paper will be published soon. Girl, you are on fire. So (laughs) I won the breakup (laughs) on paper. I'm doing fantastic. So why doesn't it feel like that to me? Mm. When I got back from traveling, I moved back home with my parents. I'm back in my hometown where I have one friend, but she's about to get married. So does that even count? (laughs) (laughs) so sad I know what you mean but like so sad Um, my days are filled with studying for the MCAT I wake up at 5 get ready for bed by 8.30 I have no time to try to make friends or find a new lover I thought I was over my ex but my current emotions tell me I'm not he is now dating the girl he sent me pictures of Mm -hmm. that trash Yep. my two closest friends told me she reminds them of me of course I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. I feel so stupid for believing everything he told me. I don't want to start over with someone. I don't want to be in that beginning phase. I just want someone to be comfortable with. It's been two years. I'm tired of missing him. I'm tired of daydreaming that he is there with me. I'm tired of thinking about him every freaking day. When we first broke up, I had a therapist who I didn't really like but didn't have the energy to find someone else. (laughs) And I don't feel like I can talk to my friends. I don't want them to feel bad for me or know I'm still hurting. I'm the one who got the internship. I'm the one with two published papers. I'm the one who traveled the world. I'm the one going to medical school. I won the breakup. So why doesn't it feel like it? How do I get him out of my mind? I really hope you guys read this on the pod. I can't take it anymore, and I really need some advice. Love you guys. Faye. Oh, Faye. Woof. If you were here, 
The first thing I I would want to know is, have you dated anyone or gone out on any date since your breakup? Mm-hmm. Because Pot I think, cleanser. yes, I think, I think it sounds so silly, but I, I think that's a thousand it's percent a what thing. you have to do. It's a real yeah. thing when you, and I'm not blaming him for you not being able to get over him, but he did give you hope Oh yeah, that you could end up together in the future. And whether you are intentionally doing it or not, I think you might be subconsciously waiting yeah, you are. for him to come back. Yep. And I think it is imperative, imperative for you to be able to move on that you meet other guys with the prospect of dating, not just hanging out with guys, not just having friends that are guys. I, you need to put yourself in a position to date a guy. And I think you need to do it immediately. And I wouldn't even go into the date as like, this could be my future person, I would just go out there and start dating and seeing guys just so that your brain can connect that there's other guys out there. I'm mm-hmm. not saying go out with like some random trashy guy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Definitely try to find a good guy to go on a date with. But don't even try that hard for it to be like your Mr. Right. Like just go talk to a good guy on a date for your brain to register that there's other fish out there. Mm-hmm. And that you need to let go of, of your guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think all of this might be subconscious because he did give you hope of getting back together in the yep. future. Yep. Absolutely. And, um, you know, this was this process you're going through was something that I I feel like I can relate to. And I feel like I kind of mastered for myself. Mm-hmm. I Again, I don't know if this is going to work for you or not. But what really helped me is I was able to one day like it all clicked to me that it's not actually him it's all of the feelings and the security and the love that came with him as your boyfriend and Mm -hmm. in a relationship so for me still to this day I will think about my ex every once in a while but I've only had one boyfriend one boyfriend so when things come up like when I'm watching a movie and there's like this romantic like a guy asking a girl to be his girlfriend my mind goes to the one time I got asked to be a girlfriend and it's him if there's talks about certain other topics or like romance or or friends are talking about the best date they've ever been on well guess what (laughs) same guy like yeah. it's always him so it's I think sometimes like if you're in a big relationship and then you have this period of time where you're not with anyone when those romantic topic comes up mm-hmm. comes up when you have that longing to like be with someone again it's always gonna have like him as like the cover photo yeah but it's it's getting in the mental practice of actually separating that mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I'm actually missing that feeling of yeah. like having someone that's like asking about my day, having someone that's um, complimenting me or having someone that I have a bad day and I can just lay on their lap and they're like stroking my hair telling me it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so I think when you start to shift those mentalities or the way that you think about things and not trying to like, suppress it or be ashamed of it but but realizing like I do miss being in a relationship and that's Mm -hmm. something I desire it becomes a lot easier to like separate the two yeah like it's not him that you're missing 
It's like what came with him. Yeah. And you haven't experienced that with someone else yet. Yes. So you're so, always going to fantasize. About yeah. It. The first time I kissed someone after my ex, I'm not joking. Instantly, there was, there was space that was created. Yeah. And there was like this whole world that opened up of because like this guy could whoa. possibly give you that relationship yeah well in four years i only kissed one guy before him I, I kissed like a few but it was always him so then it was like well what if what if i'm a bad kisser what if like i what if i don't want to kiss anyone else what if i kiss someone and like it makes me miss it it's mm -hmm. like you get so wrapped in these like thoughts and then when reality hit and like a guy just grabbed me and kissed me i was like and I'm reborn. What ex? <laughs> and I'm reborn. Exactly. Like I think... and the guy had the same name as my ex, <laughs> and, and I still weird. was reborn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reborn. Yeah, I think um, I think what you're going through is normal. I think uh, when you go through a breakup, especially when you've been dating for a long time, it only makes sense that you you continue to fantasize about your ex and missing them and missing that feeling of being in love um, with someone. But it's so true, and I know it's cliche. But there are so many other guys out there that can give you that same thing without the toxicity mm -hmm. that he had in the relationship. And I think um, I think people make the mistake of thinking that simply time will heal everything. Yeah. And I think healing comes with action. And I think it's your responsibility to take that action. Literally no one else's. No, I agree with that. If you're waiting for some, I'm going to say it because it's cliche and it makes my point even better. If you're waiting for some knight in shining armor to come and all of a sudden you forgot about your ex. He's not coming. Yeah. I'm like looking in the camera right now, <laughs> making eye contact with you. <laughs> Which one are you Prince Charming <laughs> is not coming. You have to get out there and take that step to heal on your own. Otherwise, you're going to start... Uh, going in circles and I don't want that for you well, because also, you are on a wonderful track right yeah, now. Yeah, also he could come. Yeah, but Prince where's he going to find you? could come but you are still carrying all this damage and stuff from your ex because you didn't take the steps to release and like heal. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to start having those like trauma responses to anything this guy does that has nothing to do with him but still tied to your ex and and you could risk having a relationship with this Prince Charming because, like, you didn't do the work. Like, yeah. I agree. Like, healing is time, but it's also work. Like, yeah. you have to actually want to move past something. And if mm -hmm. you don't want to do it, if yeah. you don't take any steps outside of just saying, oh, I want to get over him, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it takes very active practices. It's a lot of self-talk practices. It's a lot of mental exercises. It's a lot of things to get yourself out of those ruts that your brain has created mm -hmm. and those pathways your brain has created. So it's just, it's something you have to be proactive about. And um, I think you just like brought this up, but I think, I think mentally that door is still open to you. And I think that you need to close it. Yeah, Like you need to full blown close it he and say, it's not gonna happen. And I'm not going to hold on to this like possible future anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move past it. I also think it's valuable to track what happened right before I started daydreaming or what happened right before I started missing him mm -hmm. and see if you can tie it to like what's triggering it. And then and then doing that practice of separating like, oh, well, yeah, she was just she just was talking about boyfriend. So obviously 
Yeah. I'm thinking about my last boyfriend. Like, and just start to pay attention. Like, I think we have to, we have to mentally like do work (laughs) in life. Unfortunately, it sucks. But when you start to think that way, it becomes more of a puzzle to solve instead of like just endless sand being poured on you till you feel like you're suffocating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm listening to your, you, you mentioned your daily routine and, and what your week looks like. And it, and it's, you can't want a relationship and not make time to go find a relationship. You can't be sitting there in your room studying every single night and be like, oh, I wish I was in a relationship. You have to make time for yeah. it. And that requires, unfortunately, I know all of us <laughs> wish they could just click it, be there. But like that means you have to go out and be social. Yeah. So I think it's just as important, just as just as it is important for you to close that door and have those mental talks and self-talks, it's just as important for you to get out and go be social, um, to see those guys. Yeah. To s- interact with those guys, to go flirt with someone. Yeah. To go to a random bar with your girlfriends and go dancing and like yeah. dance with a guy. That is just as impactful as going out on a date with someone. Like you yeah. have to have that click. So two things of homework. One, self-talk. When you feel yourself missing your boyfriend, when you feel yourself daydreaming about your boyfriend, cut it off. Mm-hmm. Find the reason why you're doing it and then shut the door and make that like a pattern. And then immediately, immediately, you need to go out and be social. Yeah. Even if that's just chatting with some guys on a dating app, even if that's going out with your girlfriends and like making eye contact with a guy, sometimes that's all it takes for it to just kind of click. You yeah, know? like a good flirt. A good flirt's incredible. That is like freaking antibiotics for the heart. <sighs> I would feel, I remember feeling like days where I just felt like trash and then I'd like go out with a girlfriend or even dinner and just like make eye contact with like the waiter yeah. or something and I'd be like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm hot as sh- I'm fine. You or know? even and that's like a takes. weird guy with a wonky eye like hits on you. You're just like, yeah, I am hot. I'm going to I'm going to take that. Thank you, sir. I will not marry you. But yeah. thank you. But you need to you need to take that compliment and you need to give yourself the opportunity to receive that compliment. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, well, good luck, Faye. Um, I think that you'll get there. Also, like, it's so funny because I remember telling people they were like, how long did it take you to get over your ex? Um, so we were together four years and I think right around the six month mark. So like half a year was when I felt a shift to where I started taking steps forward. Mm-hmm. And then I think at the end of a year, I I was like, OK, like I'm a different person. Like, yeah. I think I've moved. I've moved forward. I'm still I'm still to this day, like dealing with certain things. And it's funny because I haven't seriously dated anyone since him. And so I know that when I start dating someone and we have our first fight or a certain topic gets brought up that was an issue in my last relationship, I know it's going to bring some stuff up. Because how can you heal? Some stuff just like is stagnant in you until Uh something comes that triggers it, right? Like I can do all the prep work I can mentally. Yeah. But it's it's not until I like get in that moment that I'm gonna be like, ooh, like, yeah, this definitely still like hurts a little bit because it reminds me of stuff in the past. So I'll always be like doing work to go forward. But yeah, I would say like a year, like a full year was when I was like, okay, like I think I'm d- I definitely am like healing. I have like a new foundation laid moving forward. Yeah. But then it's just like little pockets here and there. But I don't know if you're ever just like fully, you know. It's funny you say that because I was going to say a year also. But to what you just said, I think um, 
I, I think at any point, whenever you're hurt, it's it's going to get triggered, whether it like, was from childhood or it was this relationship or it was a friendship. Like if someone if your fear is like someone being too clingy, like you don't want your boyfriend like hanging on you or being like obsessed with you in any type of way. The second you see any type of that from anyone, it's going to trigger you. Oh, absolutely. So like those pockets are never going to go away. Or trigger words. You'll just be like, oh. But you, you have to learn to realize like yeah. that's a you problem, not yeah. a them problem. And all of us, every single, even my friends who are like straight up married and like would, it's it has nothing to do with wanting your ex back. Even us, we had like a conversation not that long ago where we were talking about like our exes. Mm-hmm. And you can, t- in those moments, you're back in time and you're still just like, oh, I was so sad or like I was so this or, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just when you have... That's why you have to be careful who you give your heart to mm-hmm. because you can't just like like vampire back. diaries, like just turn it off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're always going to be tied to you in like some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I think being picky is like not a bad thing. A hundred percent. Unless you're thing. my style of picky and then it's a bad thing. <laughs> and then it is holding you back. It is <laughs> dying alone. <laughs> bad okay anyways Anyways, thank you so much Faye for writing in um that was that was that was great I really like how you worded that I love the whole story I feel like I was on that in that experience with you all right well let's go ahead and get into mine I'm very excited to talk about this one this one's titled I'm too embarrassed to start working out again Hey, Ash and Taryn, I hope this email finds you well and you have started your week out strong. My name is Caitlin and you can use my name. I'm from Minnesota. I am also an Enneagram 2, wing 3. Hey, Taryn, winky Hi, girl. Before, <laughs> before we get into the email, I wanted to quickly say that I was the one that wrote in about love languages and I have updates. My boyfriend of now seven and a half years and I moved into our dream home and we adopted our most perfect cat named Kevin. Oh, I love love dogs and cats named like just straight up like adult names. names. It's so funny. Uh, We are doing great and you will both for sure be invited to the wedding, which hopefully there's a proposal happening soon. Ah, wow. Wow. Excellent update. Wow. I mean, I feel like if we give you advice that makes your relationship strong and then you get married, we, we should, should be, be invited to officiate the wedding. I and mean, we, we brought should, you two together. There should be one moment where we're recognized. Yeah. In the speech. Or the vows. Or the vows. <laughs> I love you. And Ashley and Taryn for bringing us Ashley together. and Taryn, we thank you. for <laughs> Everyone give a round of applause. Careful. We'll come to that wedding. But. Uh, Now on to why I'm reaching out. I don't think you have ever touched on this before on the pod, so I hope I can reach an audience that feels the same way I am feeling right now. I am having the hardest time getting back into working out, and let me tell you why. I have always been an active person. I grew up dancing and also taught up until a year ago. I participated in outdoor leisure activities, etc. In short, I never really had to go to the gym until I went to college. Even though I was still dancing, I was not happy with the way my body looked and felt. I went on birth control that made me gain 15 pounds and ruined my life. (laughs) I got into a great routine. I was happy. I looked and felt like I was in my prime again. And what do you know? COVID hit Mm. and I haven't been the same. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say I was eating horribly or making bad choices, but quarantine wasn't great for anyone. Fast forward to now, I want to get back into feeling fit again, and I'm embarrassed and guilty for how I got myself back at this point. Now, I know I'm still a healthy woman, and I'm fairly fit, but my stomach is not how I want it to look. My thighs and butt aren't toned, stamina isn't great, and I could just use a tune-up. But I feel so mad at myself that I cannot get into a routine again. I start strong for two weeks, and then I stop because I'm ashamed of how I look when I put on my workout clothes. I don't prioritize it, and my stamina isn't great. I have equipment in my new house and have my own little workout room, but I've been in my house for over a year and have barely used the space. Which leads me to my question, how do I get out of this funk and pass the introductory stages? How do I not think about how I used to look? How can I move past the feelings of, you worked so hard before and now your body is back to the way it was? I know I can get through this, but it's just so hard sometimes. I would love some advice because I think you both have very interesting points of view on this topic. I also hope when or if you read this, other people will think they're not alone. Thanks so much. Love, Caitlin. And then she included photos because she's a gem. Um, here is her new home, which is stunning. Oh my God, cute. I'm sorry I, for that yawn, but like you. I love a porch. Okay, but also, can we just applaud the lawn? A lawn with lines? Ugh. Sexy. Ugh. <laughs> During COVID, I tried to master those lines. It wasn't great. I will be hiring out, or if I get a husband that, I'm not joking. I don't know what it is, but like, a man doing any type of like housework, oh, I'm like, a hundred percent. I am hey. there with some ice cold lemonade for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is them. Cute, adorable, and this is Kevin. Kevin. Kevin with the bow tie. tie. Oh, I love the bow love tie. Kevin. Ah, there's so many things I want to discuss here. First of all, yes, quarantine sucked. It did a lot of things to a lot of people. Um. But I also just recently, and I'm not, I, I mean this, timing-wise is crazy. I just had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine. Uh, we go to the gym. The gym? The gym. We go to the gym together sometimes. And I've known her for probably five years now. She was telling me how frustrated she was because of the exact same mm -hmm. reason. She used to play volleyball all through high school, all through college. Meaning she did training but never actually had a workout routine. Oh yeah, that was me all it's through It's very different, mm -hmm. right? It is so easy to have a schedule when you're forced to be there, when you have to clock in, clock out, whether it's school, whether it's work, whatever. Take away the schedule or the person that's holding you accountable, like your boss or your uh, coach, um, all of a sudden it becomes really hard because you mm -hmm. have to do that yourself. In a very different perspective, I remember having to... I, I, when I was finally graduated, I had to create my own work schedule because I used to work around my school schedule. All of a sudden, it got so hard to film a freaking video. Yeah. Because why? I had all the time in the world to do yeah. it. It's so weird how our brains struggle to like find that rhythm without someone telling us what to do. Yeah. It's totally possible, but oh, there, yeah. it only makes sense that you have to go through this weird transition of being like, oh, I got to do this on my own now. And anyways, back to my friend. She struggled for the same reasons. Never had to worry about fitness whatsoever because she was freaking training, you know, burning probably like a 
thousand, two thousand calories a day just in her volleyball workouts. Mm-hmm. So she could eat whatever she wanted. And slowly over time, she said she gained a little bit of weight and now it's starting to really eat at her because she can't find her flow of her workout routine mm-hmm. now. She's significantly younger than me. So this is, it makes more sense if you uh, know her because um, she didn't graduate that long ago. So all that to say is one, you're not alone, but two, it's actually really normal what you're going through. And the only, the one, number one thing I can say to fix all of this is like baby steps. You can't yeah. go into a, a week and start Monday and work out all five days of the week. You're going to get burnt out. Mm-hmm. You're going to become depleted because your body's not used to it and you won't be able to have that stamina. So you need to start super small and win that before getting into the big stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's anything is so much harder when you attach um, like just a different body to it and uh, I feel like I can like totally relate to like what you're going through and especially like after COVID, right? Like it was just, it's hard to go through that time where there's like so much like mental and emotional drainage. And then on top of that, like your body looks different and you're insecure about it and mm-hmm. you just get like wrapped up in this stuff. And unfortunately with the gym comes a lot of pressure of people judging you and you know, like every everyone struggles with being in their head about going to the gym but on top of if you're already struggling with loving your own body it's hard to like put that body and that fear into the hands of other people so I definitely think I think there's like different steps of healing you need to go through um one is like accepting yourself now (laughs) accepting your body now, learning to love your body now. And you could still want to change it and want to get to a different place. But I think if you find a way to like love yourself through every step and transition in life, um, it's it's just so much more powerful. So I definitely, I definitely feel like you have like different areas you need to work on. Um, my one thing that helped me a lot is because I have always been athletic too. Like I grew up in sports, same thing. I would go work out and I would try to do the same things that I've always done. And then when I couldn't do it, I would like get down on myself. Like I remember one of the first things I did is I went to a soul cycle class where I used to like, I had gotten to the point where I could do the whole class, like nailing it. Right. And I had to sit down on the bike most of the time because I was struggling and I left in like full blown tears. Like I was so upset. I was so embarrassed. I was so just like upset with like the level I was at compared to where I was. Mm -hmm. And I think something that like someone helped me with was you have to think of it as you're starting from the absolute bottom. So even if you just go and you walk for 10 minutes, you get five pound weights, do like a couple sets of like a couple different movements and that's it for Mm -hmm. the first day. Like, and then you continue to grow on that. So that's something that definitely helped me. But again, unless you're able to find that confidence in separating what people think about you, so you're not going and being like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me only using five pounds and I'm bigger and they're thinking this of me. Like, I get it. Like those thoughts spiral through my head too. But I think you've got to work on that separation Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And also to be able to start from the bottom without like judgment and comparing yourself, you know? Oh, a thousand percent. Um, 
yeah, I think going into anything, no matter what the situation is, thinking about what other people are thinking about you is just oh, it's, so oh, hard. It's so toxic. You can't do that to yourself. Also, I will say a trainer was like massive for me when yeah. when I was struggling because I would go to the gym. I was so intimidated to go into like the weight section mm -hmm. because one, like I didn't totally know what to do. And two, like there was just like all these men and I was like insecure and whatever. And so for me, it's a lot of money, but it was an investment for me. And to have this guy, Carlo, who I was obsessed with, like we still like talk to each other every once in a while because he just helped me in such a like significant way. But to have him be someone that I could tell him like exactly what I was struggling with, what I wanted, and then he was the one I walked around everywhere and did everything with. Mm -hmm. like, And it, it gave me a security to then once we were done training, I felt more comfortable to do that stuff. Yeah. So I think too, like if you're finding a hurdle, like maybe like you save up for a couple months so you can get like four sessions and that's how you start. Like there's, there's things you can do, but you just have to like invest in it, yeah. you know? Which brings me to the next thing. I had to write this down so I wouldn't forget it. Tangible things to do to get you back on track and towards whatever goal your goal is. One, accountability. I hate working out by myself. It's one of the worst things. Mm -hmm. uh, unless I have a killer playlist um, or a show to watch on the cardio like machine, yeah. it's tough. It's really tough. What has gotten me through all of my gym workouts in the past? A buddy, like my sister and I, or just a, a group of girls that I go and work out with. Having someone be like, hey, gym at, gym at nine in the morning gets me there. If, if I'm counting on myself, it's probably going to be 930 or I'm not going to make it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, like, be realistic. If you if you aren't the type of person who can get your out of bed and, and to the gym, then don't expect yourself to do that mm -hmm. and find an accountability buddy, group of friends, whatever. Number two, um, find something you love. I think a lot of people think they need to they want to lose weight. So they start running and they hate running. You know, like, why would you do that to yourself? Find something that you love. So if try every workout class in the book, like try, try a cycle class, try a boxing class. You should try yoga. Pilates is harder than it looks and harder than all of those things combined. Like your body will shake and it's so good for you. But some people don't like the high intensity. They'd rather do Pilates mm -hmm. and you got to find whatever works for you. And here's the cool thing. If you do a class, there's your accountability. 90% yeah. of the time, if you find a class that you love, you will find someone who's there just as often as you and become friends with them. Also, though, like, I mean, growing up in sports, you thrive off of someone acknowledging, like, what you've done and you thrive mm -hmm. off of, like, trying to be the best in whatever. So for me, like, I took Thai kickboxing for a year and it was just, like, me and a group of men, basically, like, with our sensei and I was, like, obsessed and it was like I knew in classes where I went, it felt competitive. It felt um, like I had a team. It felt like there was ways I could improve and get better in certain things. And it also didn't feel like working out. It felt like I was just in a sport, it. you know. So I think, too, it's finding the right things that like fit, like you were saying. Yeah, for sure. A thousand percent. It changes everything. Like, why would you go like if you're dreading going to the gym, maybe maybe the gym's not your thing. Maybe a class is your thing. You know, yeah. So try, try, try all the things and see what fits best for you because all yeah. of a sudden it's going to become a social event and it's not really working out. The next thing, nothing gets me to the gym faster than workout clothes. If you feel gross in the workout clothes that you're working out in, treat yourself to like a cute fit. 
Yeah. I love buying myself new shoes and being like, some, yeah, some new like fancy Nikes or they don't even have to be fancy, just new. It's exciting and it makes you want to go use them. Yeah. And can I say too, like work at just because like a lot of stuff or content you see of girls going to the gym, they're wearing these cute like matching sports bra and leggings. You don't have to wear that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to wear leggings and, like, a super baggy T-shirt, there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely. But there is this weird pressure. Like, when you're curvier, you're trying to fit into the trends that you see. And a lot of times, like, your body doesn't translate into that. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, find what makes you comfortable. If if you're not going to the gym, because I think she mentioned, like, you don't feel comfortable in workout clothes, then yeah. find clothes that are cute and that you can work out in. Yeah. And like buy, like spend money on getting like a cute oversized like Nike tee and new Nike I shoes that match. Like I fully agree with that. Yeah. If you if you hate how you look in just a sports bra, then why would you force yeah. yourself to work out There's in just a sports bra? Yeah. That's only gonna yeah. make you spiral. Yeah, absolutely. Like find something you feel good in. And I don't care if you wear that, wash it every night and wear it again the next day. Like, yeah. do that. Because as the whole goal is for you to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And then the last thing and final thing is I feel like on all of these journeys, whatever your fitness journey is, whatever that goal for you looks like, progress picks are imperative because I think it's very easy to not see the progress that mm -hmm. you're making. And in your head, you feel like you haven't changed. You haven't gained muscle. Like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and I'm like, I don't see any definition at all. Like what's the point in all of this? Yeah. And that's what progress picks are for because there is change yeah. and you're just not recognizing it mm -hmm. because you're being way too hard on yourself. So even if you hate the idea of a progress picture, no one has to see it. You don't even have to look at it. Yeah. You can hide that in an album and check it a month later yeah. or two months later do whatever but like I think it's good for everyone to see where they started from because 90% of the time there is a big change and we're just too hard on ourselves and toxic with ourselves to see it yeah and those are my yeah. tangible things to do tangible <laughs> to get tips you back on track um the last thing I will say and and I think this is like probably the most important thing for that I've experienced um, it is everything feeds off of itself, right? So for me, my whole life, I've done these cycles of feeling insecure, trying to get skinny, getting obsessed with working out or obsessed with like certain fad diets, whatever. You do that for a while, you notice a change, you stop, you gain weight, you hate yourself. Then it starts all over again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I have learned is you have to focus on loving your body. And then because you love yourself and your body, you want to take care of yourself and your body. Mm -hmm. So you work out to take care of yourself and your body. And you're doing it because you love yourself and your body. And if if you're going in, if you struggle with body issues and you're going to the gym to get skinny and to try to fix the problem of I hate myself and I want to look different, mm -hmm. it's not going to work and it's going to be mentally and emotionally damaging. Yeah. So you have to shift to be like, no, I love myself and I'm going and I'm doing this because I'm trying to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And when things start to change and your clothes start to fit better, you start to feel healthier, you're you're going on hikes with your friends that you thought you couldn't do before, then like embrace that as awesome change and awesome ways that you've like 
invested in yourself, but don't start to separate like, oh, thank God I'm not that person anymore. Like yeah. love yourself exactly where you are and then do these steps, but have the right mentality into it and have goals that you're setting. It's okay to be like, I want to see biceps. Like that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But don't be like, my arms are so disgusting. I need to change them. Yeah. It's, there's a difference. You see what I mean? One is extremely toxic. Yeah. And it's not even like subtly toxic. No, <laughs> it's no, the no, most no. obvious toxic. Yeah. If you're doing things because you hate yourself and where you're at, you have to shift the way that you're, you're talking to yourself. Exactly. So focus on doing it because you want to feel healthier. You want to love your body. You only have one body, one face, one whatever in mm. this life. So like you want to take care of it. And if you start to do it kind of out of that and then you find all the things we just talked about, all the tips, all the things of how do I tangibly also do stuff that fits with what motivates me, the ways that I like to work out, the way that I like to look when I work out, all those things, that all packaged together is going to create like a healthy experience at the gym versus like what it is now. 100%. Yeah. All this to say. You got this. You should walk in to your gym with your head held high that you should go treat yourself, treat yourself to a super cute workout fit. And then just try all, try all the activities. Like yep. don't be scared of the weights. Just put on your headphones, blast some, some song that hypes you up and don't look anyone in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's my rule. And like, just shoot your shot. I think you're going to be so like, I think you're going to be so shocked how yeah. easy it comes after one week of doing that. No, for sure. You and know, it, just daily, like one week of, of yeah. actively doing that gonna be great yeah and like start with like one day a week mm -hmm. then the next week try two yeah. like or whatever walk. you gotta Go for do a walk in the yeah, neighborhood yeah, if you yeah. don't want to meet people or see people or if, if you i mean i have days where i'll be like i i am bloated as hell i don't want to like go to the gym go for a hike yeah go for a walk around the neighborhood do something active meet your goal you don't have to do what everyone else is doing that's stupid yeah and if anyone actually takes the time and space to give you a dirty look or make fun of you or make you feel dumb about your body, Trash. they're probably going to hell anyway. So just <laughs> bless them. Well, let's end with a, a daddy joke. Let's do it. Ew. I hated that. No. Um, I can cut wood just by looking at it. Oh, it's yeah? true. I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, no. That was pretty great. That was actually really great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, and now you don't need anything else. I just <laughs> solved all your problems with my dad joke. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You guys already know how this goes. If you made it to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. Thank you for listening. Follow us on socials, the tube, the Instagram, the TikTok. We've been way more active on TikTok, so don't miss out. Um, and if you are sitting on a story that you want to share or if you've gone through something recently that you would love advice on, you know what to do. Sit down, write it out, send it to us. That just reminded me of you know, that song that's like, you know what to do with a big fat butt. Wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Anyways, have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. Oh, go buy our two. Go buy our totes. We have totes. We, have we were totes. supposed to start the episode with that. But we're ending. Save the best for last. Fine. Only the realists know. Bye, you wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Okay, bye. Okay. We love you. Bye.